0: 7654321 You'll never have these stone. <laughs> Oh, this new crazy mother.
1: Welcome friends to episode 114 of Color of Magic. I don't know when I got to saying just like a single digit numbers there. Well, I don't know why I can't say 114, but like it's more awesome and dramatic to say 114. But I am your host, Daquan Watson. Welcome to Color of Magic. We are your magic and gaming podcast where we talk about all types of issues that affect people at and away from their computers and gaming tables. And for 114 episodes, still got my same dude riding shotgun.
0: What is up, Brian? What's good? It's, uh, the kids just get out for a Christmas break, so yeah, stuff is yeah, happening. <laughs> oh, I guess it is Holidays. about that, time. that oh, time. They got out on
1: a Tuesday or Wednesday? Yep wow that's weird that they didn't do it on like a monday or a friday it's usually some random time huh well good for them i'm sure they're gonna enjoy being home right hey i have a random question for you because somebody asked this on twitter earlier and i had already thought about this in the past but i gotta ask you first like if you could have a walk-up song during a tournament
0: or a major event what would your walk-up song be good lord i'd I, my, my first impulse is Eminem, Lose Yourself, but that's like everybody's walk-up song. And I actually went to an audition one year, like an idiot and asked for that. And of course they couldn't play it because the person, the comedian before me had used it. So I, oh, for
1: real? Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's all. So I, I think I'm taking suggestions for my walk-up song. At this I'll point. tell you
1: mine. And I knew like, cause I'd already thought about this before. Cause actually one of the disc golf tournaments run by Dynamic Disc one of the courses they actually do let you put down a walk-up song oh wow which is hilarious that is that is great like, but yeah mine cool mode, D, i go to work that is a great song i it's, know right like that's the best like i tell people the reason i chose it like the pacing's good so it gives yep. you like just enough of an intro so you could do like a dramatic entrance right then just the lyrics of like i go to work right something's about right. to go down and then it's just like a good like old school like hip hop thumper that like gets everybody moving. I was like, it's perfect. It's it's literally the perfect walk up song. So yeah, I don't know. I'd be cool like on Twitter to hear people's suggestions of what their walk up song would be because I think there's probably some fun, uh, question, fun fun suggestions there. But yeah, I thought I thought that was really
0: cool. There was an Astros player that used Baby Shark <laughs> like just for I guess the irony and the randomness. <laughs> you know what though? That was probably one where like. You did it for your kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if right. there's any kids in the stadium, you and you know there are, they're gonna go crazy. Yep, that's probably why you did it. Sometimes when you just got baby it for the shark kids. guy come up again, daddy. Uh trainings yep. from now. You just gotta do it for the kids, man. Like yeah. Wu Tang is for the kids. Yep, Wu Tang's for the kids.
1: <laughs> gotta diversify your bonds. Like <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, I used that reference not long ago. And one person got it and one person didn't. And I'm like, ooh, age divide. <laughs> you ain't seen that skit. <gasps> but like, you just know, like now you can start finding out like random references are starting to show like where the divides are now.
0: Well, they're, they're doing some kind of Wu-Tang, I think, TV show at least. So maybe that'll.
1: Yeah, I saw I saw good. an ad for that. And it looks like they were all consultants and everything else. So mm-hmm. could be kind of good. But yeah, before we get into the rest of the show, we want to go ahead and pay some bills and tell you, check out our folks over at Cardsphere.com. Like, those people are awesome, their site's good, they actually are responsive, and it's a good way to get rid of cards and find cards at the price you want. So like, there's really not a lot to complain about, except for maybe just like a small learning curve since the site works differently than other places, but otherwise, yeah, it's good stuff. So go pay them some love over at Cardsphere.com. It's, a, it's free to sign up. Just go check out the site, cruise around, see what you think. Also, we want to give some love to our patrons over at patreon.com slash color magic. If you want to support the show, go over and help out. $2 a month. That's all we're asking for. And you might get shouted out like this week's patron, the Wizard Staff Podcast. You know, it's one of those things where you forget that, hey, sometimes other people in the industry support you and care about you and think about you too. So if you haven't checked them out, pay some love over to the Wizard Staff Podcast that has been a supporter since July 2020. So yeah, they're they're one of our old schoolers, if you will. And don't forget, we also draw monthly winners that we give a couple of packages out every month from among our patrons. And then if you want to get something for yourself, you can go over to colorofmtg.com slash shop and get some tokens or playmats with our likeness and logos and stuff. And you can help rep the show whenever you're out and about. And we're in the process now of discussing what we want to do for the next round of tokens. And I'm not sure yet. I talked about maybe doing some samurai tokens because we're going to be doing ka- Kamigawa, but I didn't want to be like racially insensitive, but then everybody was like, dude, but Afro samurai. And I'm like, ah, you're right. Good point. You know, but like, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Maybe we, could we do... also be cyberpunk too. Exactly. Right? And that was the other suggestion. Maybe we do some cyberpunk ones uh, that fit the thing, but we got to see what some of the previews are first to see what type of tokens uh, things make, but we'll, we'll get those in there. And then, that brings us to one of our favorite things, the soapbox. And man, we th- this almost didn't make it to the soapbox. I had another good subject, but this one, and, th- and I guess because it happened a while back, oh, a full week ago. One of those ones where like, it happens almost after we load the, record the show, so I forgot about it. But man, the Twitch video game awards were not good. And, okay, first off, let me just say, presentation-wise, it was not great. It was a lot of, like, weirdly mismanaged stuff, and the timing was off between people's, like, statements and jokes. And you could tell people were, like, forcefully trying to, like, let me speak to the hard cam over here, and let me speak to this camera. Like, it was... It was it was awkward. And then you had things where, like, they would bring... I think one of the dudes was, like, the lead actor in the, the Space Marine 2 game. He came out carrying one of the big chain swords or whatever. And then the guy literally asked him, like, one question. And then he got one statement from the game developer. And that was it. I'm like, why the hell did they even walk out there?
0: Because like, they had a <laughs> chainsword, bro. I mean, literally... I'm like, and, but
1: the thing is, he was just like, he wasn't even in space Marine gear. At least that would have been a cool spectacle. He was just a dude in a suit carrying a chainsaw, And I'm like, who did this whole thing? It's just so awkward and weird. And then I told you, like, you know, when, when I first landed on it, cause I didn't catch it in the very beginning. I caught it maybe into like late and late into the first hour, early into the second hour. And i land on it and I'm like, okay, I'm obviously in a commercial break. I'll just hang out, whatever. And then they come back and they're like, and the winner is. And then I realize they were basically showing like whole ass trailers <laughs> for one of the categories. I must have sat there for like five
0: minutes of their nominees. And I'm like, who is directing this? And in their defense, the Oscars do the same thing with movies, you know. But well, not that it. long. Well, yeah, but.
1: I mean, there might have been, you know, the Oscars will show you like 30 seconds to a minute of a movie, like a scene, you know, mm-hmm. like. It was crazy. And I'm like, what's even happening here? But all that aside, production is what it is. I get it. Maybe some people just couldn't get together and rehearse because of COVID or whatever. Like, stuff happens, right? I'm even to let all that slide. Award shows are awkward sometimes anyway, right? But the chat... Man, okay, don't get me wrong. We all know chat can be bad. Like, you you and I both stream, and we've had right. our issues of things that pop up in chat, right? So... I expect there to be some idiocy, especially when you have it, whatever it was. I think when I was looking 240,000 people or something watching it, even if they're just hell, even if only half of those are in the main chat, that's still a lot of people. But my goodness, this was bad. This this like I told you, I don't think it wasn't the all time worse, but it definitely falls in my top 10 and it might even be in my top five. Like it was real bad. And to the point, like one, tons of let's go Brandon Chance in there. Which, for those of you that don't know, that's uh the conservative popular statement to throw out there that's equivalent to F Joe Biden. So if you ever see that, that's what they're referencing. There was a lot of people compare complaining about politicizing something anytime there was a, a BIPOC person on the screen. Or, you know, talking about a character of a certain background or whatever, why they decided to include it because they were talking about some level of inclusivity or whatever. So that was a thing like people constantly attacking each other in the chat. Like it was just thing after thing after thing.
0: Now that I think about it, has Twitch made an official statement on how they're going to handle Let's Go Brandon? Not to my knowledge. Because it may be, they just said for right now that we're, we're letting it go. Because, I mean, I saw plenty of, you know, F Obama. And I never heard any, and <laughs> in, 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 in fairness, F Donald Trump. You know, then there's yeah. people that have that where That'll be their name, you know, F, insert politician here. And I've.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw one. It was something about Rachel Maddow. So, like, people yeah. are still
0: doing that. So I think Twitch has just said, you know, they're not I they think they're they're not gonna fight that battle is so with less stuff uh, less anybody's heart anything. Oh, different. but not
1: just that though. I mean, just the language people were using, you know, the insults to people on screen. Like, I mean, it it was literally I don't think I went more than thirty seconds without seeing at least two or three negative comments. I, I think and they're it pretty much as long
0: as it's not just a hard up racial slur, I feel like they're letting it go at this point. Yeah, it was nuts.
1: Like I literally was just staring at the chat going like, "Do you just not have moderators? Like you you either had zero moderator or moderation or you had like uh, two or three people trying to handle 100,000 folks."
0: I I absolutely believe that that was the thing they probably had going
1: on. And if so, that's inexcusable. Because one, you were Twitch, you know the numbers, you know how moderation works, you know how streaming works. Like you should have
0: just put like 40 people on it. But but again, everything you've said, I think Twitch has not said everything you've mentioned. I don't think Twitch has officially said that's not permissible. Oh, but dude,
1: like they were outright attacking each other in the chat, like insulting it. Like even when somebody was on screen, it was just like nothing but const- like and, and this is your like premiere show you have been promoting for weeks. Right. They were working with different big streamers to get coverage and whatever. And like, that's what you want to have out there as a PR move. Like just from a public relations sake, I wouldn't want that out there. And people screen capping it and talking about it. Or hell, people you have paid to be part of the presentation or whatever go back to watch it and then they have to watch all these people like talking about, you know, I hope this happens to this woman. Like Yeah, that shouldn't this, be this person dressed like XYZ, you know, like really like
0: it was. Ridiculous. Absolutely should not be let go. Yeah, and it was just constant. And I was just like, yo, and And I literally, they may, even if they have enough moderators, they may not have discussed enough of this. For example, I have not, as as I mentioned, I've not heard their statement on let's go Brandon. I'm assuming they're letting it go for now.
1: But there's a bunch of other stuff that still was inexcusable that just rolled on. And I was just like, man, this is, this is terrible, especially, you know, we, and we've talked about Twitch trying to make all these initiatives to be more inclusive to be more aware, you know, setting up where people have to verify accounts so they can't be like, you know, spamming things or whatever. And then you just let a whole ass chat run for whatever that was, like a four hour presentation or whatever. Didn't do a damn thing. Or if you did, it was minimal. And it's just like, man, that is just a bad look after all, especially as like your year ending award show. And it's like, man, come on, Twitch. You're better than that. Maybe you're not better than that.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, what I was so about to ask you to show your evidence to Twitch. Yeah, so like maybe, maybe they're just not Why better than you that. Show your work, sir. As they used to say or still say in math classes, according to my kids. But yeah, I literally was like, I don't even want to watch the rest of this in real time. And I wasn't gonna mention it, but since all this went on, we do have to bring up that they banned a streamer for saying the word cracker. So yeah, which is crazy to me, because I'm literally going like, "Did
1: you not see the chat that just happened last week?" <laughs> they did not. Like that, like Cracker would have been the nice thing said in that chat. Seriously, I was like,
0: "What?" It, it, it's funny the where like a simp and incel got got banned pretty quickly in the grand scheme of things.
1: Which is even even dumber, really, because yeah. there's so many other things we would have rather had out of there first. So just like, yeah, it's just, I don't get it, man. I don't get what Twitch is doing. I don't. And and the, and the worst part is, when we talk about Twitch, there are so many very simple things that they could do that would make people so much happier. But then they'll be like, yeah, but we're going to put this thing in here. So now you can like mass delete all your VODs. It's like nobody watches the damn VODs to begin with. And right. it's only a problem because you had your old DMCA crap. Right, like a thing you put in here led to a problem. Right? And you're gonna tout making a tool to get rid of it. That other people, by the way, made way sooner, secondhand ones that you could have used anyway. So it's like they're spending time on that, but you know, and banning somebody for saying cracker. Yet we have a whole chat where everybody's just toxic scum of the earth. You and know, I, and I, and, I, I and think is still
0: hard r is cool provided it's part of a rap song right it was, yeah, you're, you're so. allowed <laughs> as long as, as long as you put music to it we're good and it's tough man because i feel like
1: twitch is literally in a situation of one step forward two steps back you know when we talk about ah oh, it's like ah oh, we're gonna put all these categories for people to be identified whatever and immediately everybody went nope this is gonna in poorly and sure enough, people started using the categories to basically hunt people down on on their platform. So then they had to deal with that. And then it's like, okay, well, now we're going to do this thing. So to reduce the spamming, you're going to have to register your, verify your account, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, hey, that's a good move. But then if the people that get in, you're not going to do crap about anyway. <laughs> like, who cares if they're verified or not? You know, like, oh, uh, this is a mess. It's a mess. I don't know, man. I don't know. But we have stuff to talk about other streaming platforms later. So I'm going to hand the box over to you, Brian.
0: Mine is thankfully not nearly as offensive. But if you're any kind of uh, football fan, especially Saints, you're probably a little bit offended. There's a, a movie based on apparently the Sean Payton suspension. And apparently, during the suspension, he was coaching his son's middle school football team. Somebody decided they'd make, you know, and I can see how that could be a cute, family oriented movie. No, it's a Happy Madison movie. And Kevin James will be playing Sean Payton. Like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, everybody, nobody seems to understand this. I have heard. Almost nobody other than, you know, probably Kevin James fans go, yeah, I can't wait to see this. It. and I don't I, even,
1: like, that's like, one, it's kind of such a random story anyway. You didn't really have to use Sean Payton to tell that story. But why get Kevin James, who looks nothing like Sean Payton?
0: Yeah, and I'm not one of those people, like, where you got to look exactly like the person because almost... Uh, Almost nobody does when they cast these things. Yeah, but But, I don't think they're the same height, the same build, the same hair color. I I would never look at him in any way and think, oh, yeah, he's playing Sean Payne. I'm only going to see Kevin Jay for the entire time that I watch this movie.
1: I don't even think they're from the same part of the country. I think they even have different accents or whatever. Like,
0: why? Like, nothing about those two are the same. As many people have said, if you want to go for a lookalike, I know, you know, he's not... That's certainly the most popular actor right now. But Frankie Muniz for Malcolm in the Middle looks like he could be Sean Payton's kid or something.
1: Sure. But I'll just use a random guy that's roughly, I don't know, use one of the Spider-Mans or something. Like, there's a billion people you could have used.
0: But, I mean, if you want to make a Happy Madison film, and that's clearly what they're doing, and yeah, I guess, you know. And, and I know it's popular to hate on Kevin James. There are many Kevin James movies I enjoy. And no, brother, I enjoy some
1: Kevin James stuff. I know, maybe, No,
0: I enjoyed King of Queens. Yeah. Me and Tish should watch Hitch. That's just like just almost any time that comes on, you know. We'll I, you I'll be fair. A... People hate on Hitch, but I actually enjoyed that movie too. If you if you, you hate on Hitch, I mean, I, I get it. Kevin James hate, you know, and yeah, uh, the he he is the embodiment of the trope of you know, slummy guy ends up with some woman that's incredibly hot. like <laughs> Hitch. Oh, um, and he and he's
1: done that some to himself too, because you know you sign up and do some Paul Blarts.
0: Yeah, you gonna get some hate. <laughs> you know, like, it's just yeah, the way it goes. One of the many jokes about home team is this movie looks like uh Paul Blart Ball Pop. <laughs> yeah, damn. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's weird. kind of funny though. <laughs> but of, yeah, the many Paul Blart references. That was the best one.
1: Yeah, I don't get it. I like it's. It's not us. Uh, it's weird. It's not a story that's even popular enough. Like within the ethos of the NFL or whatever. I mean
0: I could see it being a funny story. You know, here's an NFL coach who's been suspended from his team for basically
1: oh sure. I said as a
0: Saints fan, basically for cheating. Now you're coaching middle school kids. There's there's humor here. There's some drama here, but this looks like a train wreck. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I just I don't get it. I I I don't know. That's that's a hard sell for me, man. I'm I'm I don't, I do not i do not even know where to go with that
0: so Payne said I'll take your money <laughs> I'll make your
1: movie <laughs> that, that's basically that's sort of what it feels like just like you want to use me and my background and like for a movie like yeah sure whatever
0: how yeah, big's the check exactly
1: well all right that being said we got to do our weekly deal of teaching everybody what we learned last week because you know we like educating folks so what'd you learn, Brian?
0: We've been talking a whole lot about, you know, just the battle to try to find PlayStation 5s. And uh, they, they PlayStation Blog released the top 10 games that have been be- played on PlayStation 5 over the past year. There are only two <laughs> PlayStation 5 exclusives, on, or not even, well, PlayStation design games, I guess you should say. MLB The Show 21, Spider-Man, Miles Morales are the only games that you could, that are, you know, made by Sony. You can, you can actually get MLB on Xbox, which is still crazy to me, but they, they took the check.
1: Yeah, you know, that comes back to what we've talked about before, where you will get people who will argue with you for one system over the other, like they're getting royalty checks from the company. right? And in the end, it's like, okay, if you like a particular game that is exclusive to that platform, sure, you got to own that. But otherwise, just get the one that like I don't know, all your friends are on or mm-hmm. get the one that's convenient when you go to buy something or whatever. Because, you know, just like you're saying from the top 10, literally 80% of the games that are good are going to be on multiple platforms.
0: Yeah. The other games, obviously Fortnite, Call of Duty, two, NBA 2K22 and 21. <laughs> Hell,
1: actually... We have to even say 90% because you can get MLB The Show on another platform. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> FIFA, of course. No surprises yeah. here. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I hear is an incredible game. I got to confess, I own it, haven't played it yet because I've been playing NBA 2K and then. Fair. I am a prime example of what they're talking about here. Destiny 2. Yeah. Demon Souls. So. D- don't don't wait in a ridiculously long line, don't shank anybody, don't pay three hundred dollars more than what this console is worth. There is that there's no need to do that right now. I
1: mean, I will say that shanking somebody over a PS5 at least is a little more legitimate than over a Popeye's chicken sandwich.
0: Slightly more, yeah. But you
1: still shouldn't do it. Right. Because <laughs> I man, I don't know why I thought about it. I still remember when those stories oh, came out. Yeah. And I'm like, how hungry
0: were you? <laughs> it is ridiculous and of course some of them could have been uh youtube food bloggers yeah because i would we talk we, we, we were trying all kinds of dot dot notch notch into it try to w- at one point one of my friends offered to bring us a frozen one from austin we realized that this is too much Damn, we, we were dude, doing that, yeah too much. that's that's for real in too deep we'll just wait till we don't have to shank anyone to get the sandwich
1: yeah and the video
0: still did pretty well for us
1: hey don't be wrong them sandwiches are good but i ain't even fighting nobody much less stabbing somebody that's crazy so yeah one of the things i learned and this is just from a couple of nights ago i had a very long conversation with somebody at youtube uh mostly because and this kind of leads to the conversation we're talking about in the dinner table but seeing how uh the viewership was down on some things and whatever And I kind of wanted to just dive in on the numbers and make sure that, like, I understood what I think I understood. You know, because I think one of the smartest things you can do as a person is to understand that you don't know what you don't know. Right? So, educating myself a little bit, we went through some things. And doing a deep dive in the numbers, which, by the way, that's one of the things I've said before, and I still stand by each of these platforms gives you so many numbers to dive into, which is amazing. But one of the things that surprised me was that only 8.3% of the people that subscribe to my channel have hit the notification bell. And only 5.5% in total have clicked all notifications. Now, the reason that's important is because during my discussions, I found out that clicking that all notifications on the notification bell is the closest thing you have to being guaranteed of getting notified or being seen or, I guess, seeing something from somebody that you follow. Which I'd never even, like, I knew it was there. And I was kind of like, ah, you know, it'll recommend some things to me or whatever. If I'm subscribed, I'll see it or whatever. But then I started doing the deep dive and having people in my Discord share some of their screen caps and stuff. from when they put in search terms or whatever for that I have on my videos and stuff. And some of them were having to scroll way down. You know, some, if I showed up, I was in the fourth or fifth row of things and they are from people that are subscribed. So then I was like, okay, well, you know, some of them I've been sending stuff out and they would show up in chat and be like, oh, I thought you were just done doing content for a while. Cause I hadn't seen a video in three or four days. and I was like, wait, what? You know, and they've been following for a while. So literally the notification bell matters. Yeah. Like I, you know, I like, I assumed it did to some level. I didn't know it was like that. And the reason it was important, because I was say, hey, well, I'm thinking about doing a giveaway because I got a bunch of stuff from Ultra Pro who sponsors my stuff or whatever. And I want to do a thing like just before the holidays. So around like the 22nd, 23rd, I'm going to do a drawing and do a bunch of things. And, you know, people get stuff after Christmas, but it's just a fun thing to do. And uh, I was concerned about how many people would see it. And they said, literally, a big chunk of people probably would not see that when it goes out. And... I started thinking about it. It's like, okay, well, 5.5% of like 15,000 is somewhere between like 820 and 850. I sent out my most recent uh, poll questions, and I got like 300 responses. So it's like, all right, if I get 300 out of like 850-ish, that's of somewhere around like 29-ish percent or something, 28%. Like, that sounds about right. So maybe this is accurate. Maybe only 800 people actually saw it. And I was like, oh man, this is crazy. So now I've had to put out some stuff on socials and we're telling people, like, hey, if you want to be part of the drawings, go click the all notifications thing. But I'm also putting it on the show. So, like, hey, if there's anybody you follow that you want to support, that you want to make sure you see their stuff, that you want to share their videos, whatever, make sure you click the bell and specifically click all notifications. Because I have been giving it from the horse's mouth effectively. That's as close as you can get to being guaranteed to see stuff from a creator. I don't know how many people thought it was good, bad, whatever, but there you go. And I literally had somebody still trying to argue with me after my stream where I (laughs) explained that the other day. Literally was like, I think you're overvaluing the notification bell, whatever. I'm like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. Like, literally, the people that YouTube (laughs) said this is the closest. Now, nothing's going to be 100% guaranteed because of technology and multiple notifications going out at a time or whatever, like stuff might slip through the cracks, obviously. But they said, this is the closest thing to a guarantee for somebody to see it. And I, I don't know, when somebody argues with that, I'm like, dude, I, I don't know who else I can talk to other than the people at YouTube. Like, I mean, like it is what it is. But anyway, wanted to share that, a good way you can support your creators. And and this is important because you seeing their video and watching or responding to it or whatever, increases the potential reach of that video. So for each time you don't click that notification bell and you don't see one of their videos until three, four, five days later, that actually sucks for the creator that you want to support. So please go do that. All right, let's get into the news topics of the week. Uh, We we talked about alchemy a little bit last week. It was still kind of new. We've now messed with it a little bit now. Really got some time under us. So, what have you been hearing about it, Brian? Or have you played with it since then? I,
0: I I've opened my packs. <laughs> I haven't really d- dived into it much because I I don't know what happened. I guess toward the end or the beginning of Crimson Val. I guess the format sped up because none of my decks work right now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that's kind of the weird thing, right? I I think some people are still... And I've seen some requests, too, from from my viewers of just... There's people still attached to regular standard. And there's still people that are like, oh, you know, crims, crim, uh, alchemy is a breath of fresh air, blah, blah, blah. So there's definitely two two distinct camps. And, it, and it's a little bit tough as a creator, because like, okay, who do you want to take care of? Do you make some for both? Do you alternate days? Do you do whatever it is you're going to do? So that's been a little bit of an adventure, and I've seen, kind of been trying to watch everybody else and see how they're navigating it, but I can tell you, I played some regular standard last night on the stream, and really mostly played against three decks. Mono white, mono green, and is it variants, we'll say, you know, is it extra turns, is it with Hullbreaker? is it with leer, but effectively all the same deck, you know, they start with the same, like, 16 cards or whatever. So it's like, eh, that's just what the format is. uh, And I get People don't want to spend extra money. They just don't like alchemy on principle. You know, I've heard all kinds of things. But then, you know, the other side of that is people saying like, man, I can at least try other decks. Some of these weird quirky things work. I I think, though, the thing we're saying for sure, there's no separation between historic and alchemy historic. So I think that definitely should be coming with one of the next couple updates because people it, that's one of the constants I see all the time. So no matter what camp you're on on Alchemy or not, that's a very constant complaint. So I would assume Wizard sees a lot of that as well. So I would assume that's something that's coming down the pipe. But otherwise, Alchemy has actually been pretty interesting. I I think personally, in hindsight, what I would have rather have seen is just more rebalancing of cards and fewer new cards. Now in future sets, they did say they're only likely to have about 30 cards, so those sets will be half of what we got out of this alchemy release. So it'll be a lot easier going forward. But I would have also rather this one be 30 or less, because I still don't think we need a lot of those cards. A lot of them aren't gonna necessarily get a huge impact. And the concern I have right now is we don't know how long Wizards are gonna wait to rebalance stuff again. Right, They might look at the end of this week and say, all right, well, we're seeing this one deck already climb too high. We need to either nerf something in that deck or we need to raise, you know, buff two or three other cards in these other decks. Or they might wait a whole month. So we might not see anything change till after Christmas, you know, sometime around New Year's. And you just deal with the problematic standard or standard alchemy. I don't know how we refer to that. Alchemy standard for a little while until they decide to do changes. Or do they even decide, we're not going to strip anything down. We're just going to go ahead and buff up cards whenever we do updates. You know, so like, there's so many unknown questions right now. I think that's my only thing. It's hard to speak about or make suggestions on things because we don't really know at all how Wizards are going to approach it. But I don't know, how do you feel about it just conceptually at this point?
0: I mean, I still like the concept. We, it, I'm sure there's going to be a whole lot of, you know, it, it's a brand new thing. It's not going to work perfectly at the beginning. Well, let's be honest. This is a, it's not going to work perfectly six months from now, but this you know, it's brand new. So there's obviously going to be some hiccups. Like we just, <laughs> what do we call it? That's <laughs> a, a basic thing that we didn't think about till just now because it's brand new.
1: Yeah. I don't like, I don't even, you can't even call it alchemy because you have, well, I mean, I guess technically it's alchemy. Because you have Historic that just has Alchemy in it. So you're just playing Historic. But once those get split, then you'll have Alchemy Historic and Alchemy Standard. Which is silly. But it'll just be what it is. you know. And then, here's the other question. And I just thought about this. Let's say we get to Kamagawa, Right? New set. Whatever. Are people still going to be playing Alchemy Standard? When the new stuff is out? When regular Standard will be hot? So do we always have regular standard and alchemy standard? Both drawing well? Because some people might be, hey, I already have a deck or two I like in alchemy and I've already spent the money on this stuff. I'm just going to add the regular standard stuff into my deck over here. And then they don't go back to regular standard ever. Or maybe. I don't know. There's a lot. That's what I'm saying. There's
0: a lot of questions. I'm sure, There'll be some people that never go back to regular standard.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting.
0: Uh, How big a pool of people that is, I guess we will find out.
1: Yeah, I can't even begin to guess. And that's why when people ask me, like, what percentage do you think? Well, I said, dude, I don't. I any guess I made would be pure speculation without any real hard knowledge of anything.
0: Well, it's the internet. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> just do that. Oh, yeah. Some people still want me to. Well, no, I just want your educated guess. I'm like, dude, I don't have one. Like, I even on the show, when we talk about things and I tell you I'm speculating, I at least try to have something I'm basing it on. So it's just not like a random string of words coming out of my face. Like, I at least want there to be something that I can say, okay, this is believable because. But on this one, I don't know, man. I really don't. Like, I think we're going to have to see this play out for at least a full two set cycles or so before we kind of have it all figured out. But I don't hate it. I think it's pretty fun. The cards are interesting. People seem to be enjoying it. You know, so if more people are enjoying the game, that's better for everybody. And obviously, Wizards is going to be making more money. Just want to give everybody a little bit of an update on an event that's going on. The Degenerate Gaming streaming group, which I'm part of, has decided they were going to do their Degenerate Gaming Open this weekend, December 18th. I think we're going to be starting at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So if you're Central or West East Coast, it's not that bad. West Coast, you got to wake up a little bit early. But their first one they did, did very well, and it was open to just creators. They called it the Creator Open. This one's actually open to the public, and there are a few creators that are going to be playing. So, hey, you can get paired up and possibly beat some of your favorite creators or streamers and at 128 slots and it filled up as of i think early this morning so good for them and it's a free event they're going to be doing more of these as well going forward each of these events are sponsored this one's sponsored by i believe cool stuff inc and has 500 dollars in prizes for the top eight so definitely cool stuff to play for no pun intended and it's free you know and you're gonna have commentary i'm gonna be on it uh, me mtg nerd girl it's gonna be on her twitch channel uh I'm trying to, I don't know who the other commentators are actually I think she told me but I am not aware at the moment I'm literally one of those people that just tell me where to be and I'll come in and I'll rock it I you know so <laughs> but yeah if you want to come by hang out I will be doing some commentary having some fun uh mtg nerd girl just like it sounds all one word will be her twitch channel where it's gonna be this Saturday and you get to watch people play some standard magic so why not Now, Brian, remember last time, last year, actually, about this time, we were talking about Facebook getting into heavily into the streaming game and trying to bring in and support people of color.
0: Yep, I I do, in fact, remember that.
1: Well, they decided to double down on it, and they are continuing the program. So they brought in some new people, or are bringing in some new people. Uh, They did renew some of the contracts with folks. Some people, I think, you know, the requirements were maybe a lot for them or whatever, and You know, they've left the program, but most of the people that I know of that I've kept in touch with in that community are coming back to the program. And Facebook has said flat out that that program will be getting $25 million dedicated to it. And they will be putting $1 billion into their streaming and uh, content creator assets for Facebook or for, well, for the Facebook platform. That's a lot yeah I mean, that's a real amount of money. Oh, you I'm
0: know sorry, when we talked last year <laughs>
1: news story started talking well, yeah, it is one of those things where we're we're talking about like, ah, oh, you know, Facebook's trying to make a push here. How big is it going to be? You know, how dedicated are they going to be to it? They're just looking at it for side money, blah, blah, blah. but no, they're 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 in it, you know, like just straight up saying, a billion dollars, this is how much we're gonna spend. And I think they announced that either in September, October. So between then through 2022. So basically in a year, they're going to put a billion dollars into streaming resources, um, hiring the right people for it, education stuff, you know, making sure, you know, server upgrades, wherever they need. Like that is, that is a real, and what people don't know is of the three platforms year over year, Facebook saw the largest percentage growth. So it's not like it's not working and people don't use it. And Twitch did see a drop in market. Now admittedly, Twitch still has like the overwhelming lion share right now. So when we say they lost market share, you know, it's like going from ninety percent to eighty-seven percent or whatever, right? It's not. It's yeah. not like. They lost 25% of the market last year.
0: And they lost market share because, of course, they are on top. People are coming at their creators constantly. I and mean, YouTube especially has been oh, buying yeah. some of the biggest names. And then, you know, Dr. Disrespect, what is the biggest They've <laughs> Their numbers have dropped by however many subs. Dr. Disrespect, probably not the exact amount, but some of those people, I'm sure, followed him to YouTube. But that's one of the biggest
1: things, right? You have, you know, Dr. Lupo, I think, was one. Tim the yeah. Tatman. You know, these, these, you know, Facebook and YouTube are are getting in the game. They're saying we're spending real money to get people to stream on ours and not yours. You know, like, hell, even, I think, didn't even some of the people from uh, the 100 Thieves group or whatever end up doing some YouTube stuff? It's like, I I, because I want to say some of them have even started branching out. And I don't think they're exclusive to the other platforms, but they started doing a bunch of stuff on the other platforms and pushing some of their audiences that way as well.
0: I have not heard that, but I would not doubt it for a second.
1: And, and Facebook has even done a thing where they're said flat out, like they're not even taking a cut of the money that goes to their streamers through 2022. Wow. So if somebody gives you stars, which are equivalent of bits, or you get supporters, which are, I guess, um, subs, you know, like they're not even taking a cut of that money. They're just saying, you know what? That's just gonna go to a streamer. Like, so if you want to come over here, try it out, do a thing. Here you go. So, like, they they are literally all in, and I'm just like, man, I don't think people realize how much this like streaming war has gotten. Now, I don't know how big it's gonna be ultimately for Facebook and YouTube, right? It might end up just being good money on the side, right? It might be, and and Twitch is still always gonna be king, but I could see a world where Twitch maybe still gets, let's say, 65 to 70% of the, the streamer stuff. But the other two are splitting up 30% of the pie. That would still be a big chunk on the other two platforms. And I think, you know, because we I've talked before about how there's, well, you know as well, that there's virtually no discoverability on Twitch, right? And that's like the major complaint. Well, Facebook and YouTube are literally the number one and number two sites visited on the internet. So if there's ever a chance for discover, if they can figure it out, right? Like if each one can figure out the best way to utilize their people, the best way to promote to their audiences, draw them into their streaming channels, whatever, like if, and you know, they're paying people to try to figure it out, but like, if they can figure it out, the potential is huge. I mean, it's, I and mean, you're talking about on YouTube alone, they get literally billions of views per hour. You know what I mean? Like, across the platform. Like, think about how many eyeballs that is. Like, if you could even get one hundredth of one percent to even just gloss across your thumbnail, right? Like, the potential is gigantic. And you have none of that on Twitch. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, this this is going to be interesting to watch this play out over the next two, three, five years. Because... You know, just like we opened the show talking about, like, Twitch has so many small things they just don't do. And I can tell you, like, on Facebook, I've banned somebody or, like, deleted somebody from a chat or whatever for just posting some nonsense or whatever. The next time, and I think I said mentioned this before on the show, the next time they showed up a few streams later, I before I could even click their name or whatever, their stuff was just gone. I, I don't know what sorcery allowed that to happen, but I saw the statement. I reached over to click on it and I was like, where did it go? And they were just, I scrolled up and down and it was just gone. So, all right. And, and I will say this too, and this is something I, I talked about. I did an interview with Strider stone, another uh, YouTuber a couple of days ago. And one of the things we talked about off the air was that even as a Twitch partner, he doesn't really even have anybody to contact or talk to regularly at twitch so if he wants to do a promotion or whatever he's got to go through all these channels and whatever and blah blah like at least on facebook and youtube once you reach their partner level there's facebook groups to be part of they have a service you can go respond to and you get a thing within like 24 hours youtube has a thing where you you have a live chat with somebody like so there's resources available where you can actually speak to people and get help with issues but i've told you before i had Effectively, what is a racial harassment thing on Twitch? I never even got a response. I didn't even get
0: a form letter. Doesn't surprise me in the least. I mean, somebody hit me up on LinkedIn because I had Twitch mentioned on there. And they're trying to to sell me things like, no, I can't. I promise you, I can't reach them. If my life depended on it, (laughs) there is nobody I could reach at Twitch for... As you said, until you get the form letter, two or three weeks later, probably. Like, no, I, I, I'm not blowing you off. I can't contact them, and they just couldn't believe that. Yeah, there's. And I'm literally just an none. affiliate. <laughs> just no, I promise you, there's no, I, there's no secret <laughs> Twitch Signal watch, as you can. Even partners don't have that. Yeah, which is amazing to me. Especially considering
1: that, there's not all that many partners on the grand right? scheme of things. Less than, I think, 2%? <laughs> yeah, so just dedicate a team of like three people to deal with them. I mean, One! one. Dedicate one person! <laughs> Hell, I can tell you we had two people dedicated for a while with the, uh, the Facebook program. And that was only 120-some people. So, like, if you want to do it, you can do it. They're just choosing not to. And this is the type of stuff that when people have complaints about Twitch, it's like, yeah, this level of stuff like we're not even talking about big high end programming, you know, bit rate, blah, blah. We're not even like the expensive yeah. technical crap. We're talking about like basic little things that need to be fixed. And that's where I think Facebook and YouTube can really win people over. I'm just saying like, hey, yeah, I get it. You have some issues. Let's do this to make this better for you. Hey, yeah, let's make this available so you can make a little more money. Yeah, let's give you more moderation tools and whatever. Let's do that. Right. And then, like I said, I, and here's the thing. Here's the one thing I think both platforms can do. If they can figure this out, and I think I mentioned it before, but if I can have a video, like you're watching something I posted last week, right? You're watching one of my videos, and then I'll, I'm, at the same time you're watching it, I go live on the platform elsewhere. And a little thing pops up, a little red button that just says live, then now you could click on it and come watch me or ask me a question about the video you're watching or whatever. That's a game changer. Like, if they can do that, I think that's going to be a big deal for people. Because imagine how cool that would be where you're watching a thing. And it doesn't matter whatever type of content it is, where it's like, I don't know, computer stuff, video games, whatever. And you have a question or you're interested in a thing. And then it pops up and says, oh, Power Dragon's live now. And you could just click it and go interact with the person. Or just go like, hey, man, I've been watching your stuff for a while. Thanks, you know, whatever. And get your viewer numbers up or whatever. Just when people watch it. Because that's the thing. While you're streaming, people are still watching your other content. Whereas we've talked about before on Twitch. Nobody goes and watches your VODs. Like, mm. if they don't see you live, they don't ever see you. So, like, that alone, when you have literally thousands of people watching your other videos or whatever already. Oh, that that to me. that's the That's like the thing you can do that the other big platform can't do. Right, like that's the stuff I would be focusing on. If they can figure those type of things out, oh, it's it's going to be a race for real. But you have another interesting bit of stuff that came up related to a video game.
0: Yep, there's a new. Uh, well, I say new. It's not coming out until sometime in 2022. Like so many, <laughs> so many upcoming games. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. There's a uh, Square Enix RPG called Forspoken, and Daquan looks up, they've apparently misspelled the word Forspoken. We're assuming that's intentional. It's got to be purposeable for branding yeah. purposes or something. And we'll find out why during the game. And I wanted to be excited about it first, because the main character is a black woman, and we don't get enough of those games, obviously, as we mentioned sure. here multiple occasions. But at the press conference where they were revealing it and kind of tell people about it. There apparently were were, were no black people present. And when, uh, well, as they started as the the writers and uh, designers, so apparently mostly white people, were describing this character. They talked about how she uh, she's very angry. Uh, She almost, at the start of the game, almost ends up in prison. and, And she's fallen through the cracks of society. If you were checking off a stereotypical list of things that happened to black characters in video games, stories, what have you, (laughs) they can check off just about every box. (laughs) Yeah, they just wrote a trope, effectively. Yeah. Oh, and they also mentioned that uh, the way the character walks is very empowered and very hip-hoppy. Oh, I thought you were going to say urban, because that's the thing. Well, <laughs> basically, I mean, hip-hop, urban, y- yeah, it just all came off, uh, there, there, there's a great piece of Kotaku talking about it, and just how phenomenally cringe-worthy this came through. The thing is, like, the walk thing doesn't even make sense, because it's like a middle
1: ages game. Yeah, it's a, it's a fantasy-themed mm-hmm. game. So, yeah, so, like, that wouldn't even make sense for the time period. Like, although, here's my here's my thing, right? If you're going to have a black woman as your lead actor or actress, right? Why not have her on the press tour? Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's just an easy slam dunk PR yeah. thing. Like, even if she doesn't have anything to say about the technical stuff she could talk about how great the company was and how everybody treated her right and how they took her opinions on things for the character
0: and but whatever right yes because when they you know as questions came in basically uh, under the form of did y'all talk to any black people as you were making writing this and of course they mentioned the, the voice actress who and i'm probably gonna Massacre her name. I apologize. I had it pulled up here just a second ago, and then it didn't <laughs> tend to take it down because this website started talking to me. Ella Balinska, I believe. I hope we okay. didn't, didn't massacre that, but yeah, at least bring her on your press junket, so when you inevitably get asked the question, hey, did you talk to any Black people? Oh, you, I said, yes, Ella gave us a lot of feedback, so we can yeah, I just actually don't have her speak to You know, if these questions have been asked, because right now it just seems like a lot of them have not been. I just don't get it.
1: I really don't like Like,
0: And I understand, by the way, position she's in. You're a black actor, as we mentioned. You don't. (laughs) There are not a lot of games like this that are done. I I wouldn't blame her. if She does not want to rock the boat at all. I have been in that spot where I The one time I did ask my director, you know, look. I'm slightly offended by this. You know, just where we, 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 we feel okay with what we're doing here. And there's, yeah, basically. So it's in 10 minutes. We're all okay with it right now.
1: Yeah, uh, it's just a tough one. I don't really understand. And, and I don't know, again, this is kind of going to relate to some of our dinner table stuff in a little bit. But it's like, with everything that's happened in the last year, year and a half, like you would have to think that's a thing. Like even if you're saying okay cool, we're going to we're making the conscious choice to have our lead character be an African American female or a darker skinned female. Maybe she's not American. Right? We're 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 making the conscious choice to do this. Wouldn't you be aware that that's going to be its talking point or be a thing some people are going to latch onto? Hell, either because they're going to be super interested because, like, hey, this is a rarity,
0: yeah,
1: or hate it because you know you checked off every in, in cells and everything else and whatever, right? Yeah. they're going to be mad, right? You have to know that's going to be a talking point, so that feels like just a failure of, and it's and it's square. Yeah. It's not, it's not like they don't have the resources. Not like they don't know. Not like you haven't dealt with PR for gosh, the, same, damn, the last the 30 company. years.
0: Yeah. The same company like, that made Final Fantasy, Barrett, who yeah. is Mr. T Speak. We've had all these conversations with this company before. It's just like, <laughs> you God. You got them on file somewhere, Square. You got to be better than this.
1: Yeah. How's that not a thing? I just don't. I don't. The thing is, it, it the reason it's frustrating. Not even because of like the tropes or whatever else. It's just like you had the easiest out. Like just invite the main character to be there. Hell for nothing else for photo ops. Right. Let her sign some things. Get her name out there a little bit. Whatever. Like pay her a few extra bucks and all of her travel expenses.
0: Imagine you know if, if uh, some company is doing a let's say a superhero movie, you know Black Panther two or whatever. And all the director and everybody there, you go to the panel. And you don't bring, you know, whoever is playing Black Panther now. How insane would that be? <laughs> yeah, that'd
1: be... You're right. It would be like a Marvel movie without the main character there. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, it, it, you're right. It just doesn't make any sense. Literally, the whole thing just feel. The only thing I can think of is maybe, like you said, after the fact, she took it because it was an opportunity but she didn't feel comfortable being part of it or talking. Maybe something happened and maybe she did get invited and she just chose not to be there because I can't, I mean, I guess I can't, but it's hard to believe that being the prominent black person involved with the project that they, and the lead character that they wouldn't have wanted to be part of all that. Like that's just, it's, it's hard to digest so I feel like something may have happened behind the scenes. Where she but, didn't as, as we talk
0: on. about, you know, how many times have we seen somebody try to host a diversity panel, and it's a bunch of you know straight white dudes? I mean, I've seen it <laughs> more we, than we once. Both have <laughs> so it just when there are no black people in the room when this decision is made, these are the, or not just black, any person of color, any. <laughs> Any persuasion other than straight white dudes, this is what ends up happening. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's unbelievable,
1: but just with the experiences and the money and the resources that Square has, yeah, this feels like it would have just been a bad outright decision, which is why I'm willing to believe that something happened behind the scenes that she did not want to appear. That's the only thing I can figure is the next. Or week. she
0: she could have a scheduling conflict, but I maybe mean, that's that, true too. That's, that's true this, too. This may not be her only acting gig, but feels like really you you, you if she's the star of the game, you would want to work around her schedule. Yeah, because she she damn sure needs to be at the next press junket for this game. You know what? Let's also talk about one other bit of representation.
1: We're going to be starting Kamigawa Neon Destiny preview soon for Magic the Gathering. And for those who don't know, Kamigawa is a plane that is largely Japanese inspired. And I started thinking for at least the next, let's say, couple of months until we get to the release of of Kamigawa, if you have the opportunity to promote... Anybody of Japanese heritage, or hell, I would say even just Asian heritage at this point. Or you see that they have some level of commentary about the art, the set, the cards. You should probably do your part to share those opinions. To retweet some of their posts. To promote some of their videos. Because their opinions probably matter a little bit more on there than ours do. Right. This is going to be, I won't say taking shots at that's wrong, but like, you know, depicting things that they may have grown up with or heard stories of or, you know, whatever. And yeah, I get it. There's a bunch of weebs out there. You know, everybody likes their anime and their Japanese stuff where I get it. Like you might be a big fan. I'm not telling you not to have opinions. I'm not telling you not to do stuff on it, not to do commentary on it. But if there were ever a time for us to raise the voices of the Asian community within our game or to share some of their work or their opinions, like, this would have to be the time, right? Like, I mean, it's literally, yeah, it's literally a set based on their background. So, like, why, why would you not? So I don't know. Like, and you know, maybe we'll go out of our way. We'll try to get a couple of Japanese or Asian players onto our show during that time, get their opinions on some things. But I think that it feels appropriate. Am I am I at a line here,
0: Brian, on this one? No, ab- absolutely not. Because I feel it, like when, when they first revealed, you know, Neon Cyberpunk Kabagawa, I I think the, the, the reaction from people of, of color on MTG Twitter was a little bit of nervousness. You know, it's just like this could go, this could go bad wrong very fast if they're not careful. Yeah. And there, and I do
1: remember there were some people that were upset with the original Kamigawa, yeah. which at this point I guess was like, God,
0: was that 15 years ago already? Oh God. Don't tell me that, but yeah, probably was, something right. like that.
1: It was a while ago. Yeah. So, I get it. There were some things that, you know, they did a lot with, like, Ronin and Ninjas and Samurai and whatever, and it it didn't play all that well, both societally and within the game. So, just like, eh, you know, there were some misses. But, you know, we've also seen some projects where Wizards does, when they did the the Chinese-inspired Planeswalkers, right? They did that little two-pack. They actually have consultants there. They got Artists and historians to give them info to work with and whatever, so they do have resources. So hopefully they have at least reached out to some of those people doing some of the stuff for Kamigawa. I would like to hope, and you know they have shown you know you've got a diversity director now. You've got all these other things. So like eh, okay maybe maybe, but you know again when I was talking about us making tokens, I posted on on social media and just like hey if I get some tokens done of us as like samurais or whatever, is, is that wrong? Cause like, and I was asking people, I said, Hey, if you, if you are of Asian descent, like, I don't know, like, I don't want to be offensive to people, but we, we, we try not to
0: Tom Cruise this.
1: yeah, <laughs> But then, you know, and then people gave me history lessons on some, like, I guess there was actually like black samurai that were like, well-respected. and I, I didn't know any of this. Right. So I got educated I did not either. that it was like, Oh, okay. And they even had like, prominent named people and whatever. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So this was a whole thing. So I guess it isn't that bad. All right, cool. But I at least checked in before I did it, you know, but the idea of getting us done up as some cyberpunk stuff is also kind of cool. So, you know, like we might just do that anyway, but I wanted to check. Right. So if we had options or want to do something different, like, you know, it doesn't hurt to check in with people. And that's what I'm saying like even with this as we start promoting the game or the set, you know, like hey, let's take a moment to if nothing else, give them a time to shine. Because as we've seen, it is hard to get reach if you are a non-white player a lot of times. Unless you get just the right promotion or you you just hit that right chord at the right time or whatever, it can be difficult. So when we have a thing that literally speaks to those people and of those people Let's go ahead and make that the time. Like, I don't think we're wrong there at all. It's kind of like when they were doing the secret layer, Black is Magic. Some people reach out and ask us how we felt about it. <laughs> you know, like, I get it. Like, you don't know. You kind of want to buy it, but you don't want to feel weird about it and whatever. And it's like, no, we're all getting a thumbs up. It's good. All right, cool. Like, I get it. Kind of the same thing here. But this all kind of does lead into the dinner table. So like, let's, let's slide into that conversation here. And I want to rewind the clock a little bit, as a lot of bit actually, I guess, <laughs> about man, probably around forty five, fifty episodes ago. Where actually more than that, actually, it's it's probably closer to a, a hundred episodes. God, it's crazy. Is it that far <laughs> back? Then... no, no, it'd be it, it'd be somewhere between around sixty, sixty to seventy episodes actually, because this is when we were talking about the the whole. Um, all the, all the support that was coming in because of the George Floyd stuff and the police brutality and the riots and people wanting to to raise black voices in their communities and we had a bunch of people looking for black people in the magic community to support and share and it was awesome right super appreciative finding support we never had before people multiple people coming through and saying man I never knew you did a thing I never even knew there was this many black people doing content in magic blah 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 right this was a thing. But we also talked about, you know, about a month after that saying, you know, we're expecting this to fall off in about another month to six weeks. And I remember even when we said it, I wasn't trying to be negative. I wasn't trying to start any fires. I was just literally stating that once we get away from things being in the public conscience, that support was going to go away. And like clockwork, almost to the day, we started seeing numbers trail off a bit. Fewer invites coming in, fewer requests coming in. And I was like, okay, well, there it is. We've reached that point. But the thing is, we started seeing even more decline happening among several of the black magic content creators that I've been following. and And I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. I'm not going to whatever. If If anybody gets hate for this, then I'd rather it just be me, you know, or us. But
0: not. I was hoping it was just going to be you. It probably will just be me. But I'm because
1: because here's the thing, and I tell people. I don't like playing the race card. Anybody who knows me knows that. Like I've been through a lot of different things. I've worked through a lot of terrible situations or whatever. And I always try to find something else that's the issue before race is the issue. Right. Even though sometimes it is, and that's eventually where you land on, but I try to find other things first, partly in, in all reality too. I think there's a subconscious part of me that wants it to not be that because because that also becomes the hardest thing to fix, right? If you look at me and tell me, well, you know, you're way too chill and you're not animated enough, or you should have red lighting instead of blue lighting or whatever, right? Like <laughs> if there's an actual thing, I'm like, okay, cool. That's something I can work on. Hell, even if you just tell me you're tired of my content as a whole, it's old, you need to refresh it. Okay, cool. I can take a couple weeks off, come up with some new stuff, give it another go, right? But if it's just about race, well, I can't really fix that. So, as much as people are like, "Ah, you're just playing the race card," it's like, no, I don't think you get it. I actually don't want it to be that, <laughs> right? right? Like, I would rather it be that you think my stuff's garbage than it be about my race, because at least then I can do something. But this comes up because, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use myself as an example here, and. I will tell you, this does relate to some other people's content to the point that a couple of them have decided to not even do content for a while. Some of them actually haven't posted anything in a couple months because of this. But now at our peak, I'm not going to count that because the peak was, you know, everybody's searching stuff out. I'm being invited on different web shows. I'm doing stuff on people's streams, podcasts, whatever, right? So I'm not going to count peak time. But even if you go on the edges of that peak time, which would be closer to normal, I had a lot of videos that were reaching 1,000 views before I even went to sleep, right? And then they'd finish... Uh, hitting a 2K on a video was kind of normal. I'd have one or two spike and hit like 3K or 4K. I've had a reasonable stretch now where I have stuff that'll take five to seven days to get to 1K now. And 2K is like an abnormality instead of being the norm. And when you look back and you compare all those numbers or all the all the different aspects, it's like, okay, well, I know my contents better. You know, I my audio's better, my camera's better, I've even got better computers, so I'm doing more things in the videos because my rendering time's not as long or whatever. So like every aspect has been upgraded. And even when you look and compare my content to that time, like it's it's night and day. So it's not content quality. It's not consistency because I went and did the math, literally 1.4 pieces of video content per day since February, 2020, possibly more content than every other magic content creator out there. So I'm like, that's not it. And I was like, okay, so what is it? You know, it's not promotions because I've reached out to both black and non-black content creators and asked several of them, Hey, how are you promoting your videos? What it is you're doing? And each of them, I'm doing equal or more than just about all of them. Using similar resources, whatever. So it's not that. So when we get around to looking, it's like, has we just reached the point that people just aren't watching the black creators anymore? Which is a really sad situation to be in. Because, and I'll I'll tell you, like, and I, and, Again, I'm not one to say, like, I should be getting views over somebody else. Because, honestly, I am a big believer in... I want us all to be getting views and making money. I don't care if you're black, white, brown, whatever. Like, I want everybody... Because if the whole category is doing well, then that's more money for all of us in the future anyway. But when I look around and I see people that... Literally, one person... Not even one person. There's multiples, actually. That are just loading their raw arena footage... And getting more views. Again, I'm talking about no microphone, no webcam, no no music overlaid, no nothing. It's literally a thumbnail and then the raw arena footage. And they're getting more views. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, other, other creators that I've talked to that have had the same issue, I'm looking around and going like, they are same thing where they were peaking at a thousand views or whatever per video ever. Now they have some that get maybe 300 views in that same window of time. When we, and we look around and like I said, you, we had stretches where, you know, the professor was going to be inviting more people of color on and ever and doing his thing. And we saw that for a while, but I, I don't remember the last time professor had somebody on that was, you know, I don't remember the last time I was invited I mean, I did a lot. I was I did a thing with CGB, The Professor. I did some stuff with Dev. I did stuff with uh, Pleasant Kenobi. The most recent one, I was invited to something with Dev a couple months back. Like around when we were going into to Midnight Hunt. That was the last time I did something with somebody. And even before that, it was a long time before I did anything with anyone. Like, I'm just recently, like I said, just this week, because we were talking about the YouTube issues, I got invited onto Strider Stone's new channel to do a thing with him on YouTube. And that's really because we were talking about a very specific issue (laughs) that he happened to also be experiencing. But even talking it over with him, we've had stretches where he said, dude, I can't even remember the last time a black creator was recommended to me when I look up magic stuff. He even said he literally said Russian... And I think Italian stuff recommended to them before even the lowest viewed English channels. Even, and it's not... Like, I get it when you go and you see the largest channels and you see a Flaring Community College and Command Zone and whatever. Like, they should be recommended. They're the best. They have the best production, whatever. I get it. But when you get down to the lower categories and you're seeing people that have 1.5K subscribers, you know, somebody else with... Hell, some have 800 subscribers, whatever. And you're not even seeing the people that you are subscribed to showing up. Because I did that experiment. I had people in my Discord, literally, and I was like, hey, search for Magic, Magic Arena, you know, things you've seen in my titles, whatever. And they're sharing screen caps. And on some of them, I don't even appear in the first view. Some of them are on mobile scrolling down, giving me multiple screen caps. Some of them are on their their landing page on YouTube, and I'm in the fourth or fifth row, and you can see just, like, the top of my thumbnail showing up. And, and, Brian, we've talked about this before on the show, right? Algorithms are not racist. However, they do pick up racial biases. And I think that's what's starting to show through. Yeah,
0: you click on a thing, and they're going to show you more of the thing you clicked on. And if that happens to be... A, a, a lot of white people. <laughs> they're going to keep showing you.
1: Well, even beyond that, it's going to show you what other people who clicked on the thing right. you clicked on watched. Right. So it's not just your behavior; it's also all the people around you and their behavior that dictates what you get seen a lot of times. It's I tell people the way it works is: imagine those string boards you see when they're tracking serial killers and stuff. <laughs> it's it's literally like that. It's all these things connect and all these points and all these things around or whatever, and that's how it gets to what it wants to show you. So if all those strings and lines or whatever don't cross enough black creators, they don't end up being shown to you.
0: Now I'm envisioning the Charlie Day meme. <laughs> with all the It's kind of like that board. though. It's kind of like that. So yeah, so that was some hard conversations I had to
1: have with people this week. And I tried to tell people, I said, I'm not, you know, and I've had people say like, "Well, is it this?" And I'm like, "Nope, because I tried that." "Well, maybe it's just this." I'm like, "Yeah, but why is it not affecting these other channels the same way?" Cuz I again, I account for some of that of people going back to work yeah. and, you know, not watching as much YouTube or Netflix or whatever. Like, we know that's a thing. But why is it not affecting all the other channels the same way? That's that's the only problem I have. Right, And I've even gone over stuff with YouTube, whatever. And literally, it just comes down to the only thing they could come up with is just, well, enough people, even within your own following, aren't clicking on your stuff anymore. And I'm like, well, you're not wrong. you know, Because literally, according to them, they're like, you're doing everything right. Everything makes sense. Like, we see the traffic coming from these places. We do this thing. Like, okay, then. So it's literally have a bunch of people that said they supported and followed and want to do whatever and like your content. Hell, I literally unboxed four awards this week <laughs> saying the content is deep. So it's not the content. Unless a bunch of people who voted on the awards are just blowing smoke up our butts because, you know, support or whatever in the time of crisis. But I don't know if that's really it, honestly. I don't think that's it. Yeah, so... You know, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, cool. So I've got these 15,000 subscribers of which, I don't know, maybe only a couple thousand even really care about the content. Like, that's crazy to think about, man. But it could be true. According to YouTube and the analytics and everything else. So, if anything, let this be a call to like, hey, check yourself when you're saying you want to support something. Because we've talked about it before, like taking myself out of the equation, like we've talked about, you know, people that say, well, yeah, I support LGBT rights, blah, 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 this, that and the other trans inclusivity. whatever." And then, you know, we get away from gay pride month and you don't give a damn anymore. Right. This is a lot of that same thing. You know, people remember I told I even brought this up on chat. Remember how we were like, stop the Asian hate and the Asian violence and blah, blah, whatever. Once we hit, like, September, nobody was talking about that at all anymore by the time we got to the end of the month. And it's not like that just stopped. You know what I mean? But because it wasn't the, the topic of the day, it wasn't the major news story, nobody cares anymore. And it's like, y'all, like, if you're going to support, you got to support. And, I, and, and not only that, like, you can support my stuff for free if you want to. I'm literally saying all you got to do is click a bell, hit the notifications, watch a video for like 10 minutes when it goes up. Hell, you can just let it play in the background. I don't give a damn. Like, you don't even have to spend any money or any real time on my stuff. And people don't even do that. So when people are saying, and and it's a community thing, right? It's a cultural thing. It's 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 not even just magic. It's societal, right? We're seeing it in a lot of ways. I'm just saying, like, I can tell you, me personally, the number of inquiries the number of invites, you know, whatever, like all that stuff has dropped off. Like I've gone a couple months where it's been just crickets. Even when I've reached out to people, whereas when we were at the peak, I mean, I'd have people chomping at the bit to go like, Oh man, there's actually a prominent creator in the community that wants to do something with me. Or oh, wants to do an interview with us or whatever. And like, I'd get responses in no time. Now I, hell, I may not even get a response much less one quickly. Talk, All right, talk to Twitch or something. For real. Like, things, things have changed. So, I'm bringing it up to say, like, hey, look, this is a thing that's still ongoing. And this is a good example of, like, what happens when that falls off. Right? Like, when... All these people say they support and whatever, and like you know, you're making all the steps to do everything right, and then you say like, why do people still complain? Like it's it's the it's the the mindset that people had when like, well, Obama's president, racism's over, right? right? Like, you know, it's we like fixed it. Like no, that's like a thing, but that didn't really fix anything, you know. Like there's still other stuff going on, and th- again, this isn't to say that the community as a whole is racist, right? It's just there are racial biases that still exist there that we have to still overcome. But those biases do actively affect people. And when people say, like, well, why aren't there more black? Because, you know, people say, like, well, I see all these black players, you know, doing stuff for fighting games and blah. blah, blah. Why aren't there more in magic or whatever? It's like, how many do you support? How many do you see? You know what? Are, what are you doing with the ones that are already there and out there and active? Because man, we've had some on the show before. Like the dudes over at One More Mana; those are funny dudes. They are—they. I think they're infinitely funnier, more entertaining than I am. And they feel like when I've tracked their stuff, it looks like it's just been stuck in neutral for months. Like they were on their way. You know, they had 7k subscribers. Like I don't know, beginning of the year. Like they haven't even crossed 10k yet. I want to say they're at nine three or nine five something like that. Like they should easily be beyond ten thousand subscribers by now. But yet you look around and we have non-blacks, but, but hell, they're not even non-black. They're just whites in the community. Like hell, there's one I watched. The dude dropped the the f bomb, if you will, that we don't use for gay people. On his thing. Oh my God. And like, nobody said anything. The same person, I watched one the video, he, he won, he basically borderline insults some of his viewers, but basically made a derogatory statement about women and won. And I was like, how does this person get 70, 80,000 subscribers? But like, you know, gets 30,000 views on a video, but I've got to sit here and like struggle to get 8,000. You know, it's like, come on, y'all. You know, people are just playing over over the top characters or being like super negative all the time or just literally telling lies and stories that are not true at all. You know, there's some I know for a fact their stories aren't true because I was doing industry related things to the things they're talking about. And it's like these people get supported. But you have these other people that are doing good stuff. Like, man, I another creator, which is also one of the ones that's not doing content right now. But he goes by MTG Black Hammer. Like the dude has a great radio voice, he's got good lighting, like he's got a good flow to his videos. Way better than some of the other stuff that's out there. Dude struggles to get views. Like it's crazy to see this. Like it's it's and it's borderline frustrating because you go, like, dude doing everything right. Hell, there are people getting more views than me that I helped get their views. <laughs> like, that's even more frustrating. Or it's like, yo, what's up? So, yeah. And again, when we're coming up on Kamagawa, like, show some love to the Asian community. Like, lift them up. And then don't just abandon them. Like, follow their stuff. You know, be a follower on Twitch be a subscriber on YouTube, you know, follow them on, on Twitter or whatever. Like these are things that literally cost you nothing to just click a button, interact with them, hit a retweet thing when they put something interesting out there. Like, you know, they're saying, Hey, I have a video up today. Great. Hit retweet, hit share, whatever. Let people know about it. Like you don't have to like, maybe that's what makes it ultimately the most frustrating is. Most of the things you talk about having to support or whatever, like you have to go out and volunteer, you got to go raise money, you got to do. And this, these people are saying like, no, you literally have to click a button, and they can't even get that. So anyway, all that being said, I'm not like abandoning because some people said, ah, are you giving up on on YouTube and but like, no, I'm still doing my thing. Like I still have some ideas. I got some other things I'm gonna go with and try. But I put I I'm putting it here on the show because I put a statement out that sounded kind of cryptic on on Twitter. And I hate the whole vague booking thing or whatever. But it was a moment where I didn't necessarily want to like start a fire on Twitter and have to like deal those conversations because I was busy. But I wanted to at least tell people, like, hey, if you see changes or other things coming, let it be known that it's a thing I've been tracking and following for months. And it's not just like a split decision, right? A split second decision, like it's it's a thing I put real thought into, but it's out of necessity, unfortunately, because you can only hear so often that like oh your stuff's so good or you're the reason I play the game or oh I like watching yourself over so many people I love your chill vibe but but then like those people that tell you they haven't watched your last three videos, it's like okay I don't expect you to watch everything I put out I put out a shit ton of content like I really do, but. When you're asking about a thing that I put out a week ago, it's like, okay, sure. Like literally had people say they would rather just not click the notification bell. And I'm just like, well, I don't know what to tell you then. <laughs> like, you you don't want to know when I have a thing out. Great. Awesome. And what
0: is their reasoning for not wanting to click the notification? They
1: they didn't want any more notifications on their phone. Oh, it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> like, like, those are the things you're fighting against. You know? But when you see some of these other creators have a ridiculous thing up or a silly promotion, or you know, they're jawjacking to do a promotion with another channel or blah, blah, or whatever, and they're all in and participating and they're active on all these tweet threads and blah blah. And it's like, all right, I see you. Like, that's the best part about social media. Like, you can see everything, especially when you follow multiple of us, <laughs> right? Like, our social circles cross over enough that, yeah, we see it. And we aren't going to say anything most of the time. That's the thing. That's the beauty of all of it. We just know. So, anyway, I don't know. Maybe I guess I got two soapboxes this time. I apologize. <laughs> but that was a lot to put out there. But anyway, Brian, why don't you to tell everybody where they can find you on social media.
0: Right. I am DL Caesar on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Our family channel on YouTube is Allen's Ever After. And you can find me
1: everywhere at Power Dragon P O W R D R A G N. Still doing content on YouTube, so feel come by say hi. And for all your content creators out there, please remember, follow, subscribe, share their stuff, click the notification bell on YouTube because it actually works. Ugh. I'm telling you, I have it from the horse's mouth. It's true. I don't know what you want me to say about it. But as always, whenever you're listening, whenever you're listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Please remember to take care of yourself with even new strains of COVID out there and the flu and everything else. Just watch yourself, take care of your family. Remember to be awesome and be awesome to each other. If you'd like to further support Color of Magic, you can find us on our website at colorofmtg.com. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to donate. Other patreon.com slash color of magic. You can also find us on Facebook under Color of Magic. And if you wanna follow us along at Twitter, you can find us there at Color of MTG. And as always, please share the podcast around to your friends, your network, people you think might enjoy it, because every little bit helps as we're trying to increase our user base.